What's up, everybody? King Triple C here. This is a Crippler, Chris Lieben. This is Landry, the Lone Star Kid Ward, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Story, Story of the Fight. fight. Will, what a crazy night of fights. Crazy night yeah. of fights. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. You know, and there's a lot to cover, so I want to get right into it. But before we do, I want to let everybody know we're available on Spotify, Breaker, Podcast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Of course, if you even remotely like our content, please like, subscribe. goes a long way. Uh, social media, Will? Yeah, it's uh, Story of the Fight on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and then on Facebook, we have a like group chat that you can talk to us during the fights and stuff. Mostly Romero. Uh, and when I say mostly Romero, I mean only Romero. Uh, but it's the story of the fight chat on uh, Facebook. And again, I've been uber active on Twitter uh, during the fights, these last few events. So uh, yeah, always a good time as we're always going, fun. as we're going real time. You know what I mean? And just talking about the fights with just randoms. I love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. So we'll get right into it. Like we we're talking about, cause I know everybody is talking still about Poirier versus McGregor, UFC 264. Dude, uh, first off, I want, I want to start off by saying nobody ever wants a fight to end like this. Speak you know what yourself. I mean? No, I, I, I mean, we don't, we don't want to see anybody get hurt. At least not Speak. snapped ankles. Speak for yourself. You're happy that he broke his ankle out there? I'm not, I'm not sad about it. I mean, I genuinely think he's a bad person. I, I think he's a bad person. It's, I think it's gotten to the point where it used to be the persona, right? You're the, playing the heel. You're playing the boastful asshole guy. People are either going to tune in to watch you back it up or they want to see you get knocked out. Somewhere down the line with, with all the fame and the drugs and all this stuff, I think he has just become a terrible human being. I don't think he's a good person. You know what? I, I'll say this. When they're sitting there and he's uh, in the octagon, you know, in pain and Joe Rogan's interviewing him and he's yelling all that stuff about uh, Poirier's wife, her uh, slipping into his DMs and calling her all these names. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude, there's a point where we just cross the line. You know what it's I mean? Not even just, it's not even just crossing the line. It's, it's like we're watching like a lunatic have a meltdown live. That, that's what it seemed like. There's a there's a picture, Rich, uh, a, a close-up of him sitting against the cage where there's like a lot of like blue light kind of like ambiance around it. I mean, the guy is uh, – yeah, we'll, we'll talk about all this stuff. But the guy is this one. I mean, he was like a snapped. raging lunatic. Yes, his mind snapped when the leg snapped. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Did you watch um, Game of Thrones? Yeah. You know how they were always talking about, like, Jamie Lannister was like, oh, he, he's a fucking, he's a, um, a backstabber, right? Because he, he killed the Mad King, but the Mad, uh-huh. they all talked about how, like, the Mad King at the end was, like, fucking just killing, ordering people to get killed and just, like, screaming and he was a lunatic. Dude, that's what we were watching, dude. Like, that was, like, I was, like, uncomfortable with, with like, what was going on in the cage after the fight. The guy so, looked like he was completely out of his mind. It was so weird. Rich, if you can go back a few pictures there. 
uh, to the, after the uh, <laughs> after the face off. Now, when we're uh, taking a look, we'll, we'll we'll discuss the fight real quick. Yeah. Right? Uh, so first so off, uh, Connor coming out aggressive, a lot of kicks, mm-hmm. a lot of kicks, yeah. and it wasn't just the leg kicks, right? But he came out in the mm-hmm. old school karate stance, which a lot of people thought he was going to do. Uh, yeah. And he tried to give Dustin a lot of different looks. But, dude, Dustin tagged him when they were on the feet, which caused McGregor to then try to clinch. People are – are the most impactful moment of the fight, right, was once once Connor was on his back and Dustin was beating the shit out of him, right? But nobody's talking about the fact that Dustin was piecing him up on the feet. Like, yeah, Connor had some success with leg kicks, right? Uh, Dustin said he got hit with a good left hand. That's just Dustin being like respectful. He got hit. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he hit me once with a good left. And people were like, yeah, but Connor stung him on the feet. It's like, no, no, no. Don't forget the like six punch combo that Dustin landed that that forced Connor to shoot. That he was in trouble. He was in trouble, man. He was in trouble. Uh, yeah. So when man McGregor tagged Dustin in the first fight, where it was obvious, Very and Dustin different. has to take a deep breath, take a step back. That yeah. did not happen this fight. No. There was there there were some exchanges, right? Yeah. Connor got some good kicks in. I think uh again it took Dustin just a second to to get uh McGregor's timing down. Uh, probably a little bit longer this fight than the last fight because he was giving him yeah. different looks w- w- with those kicks. But yeah. I think dude, uh, as soon as they yeah, were within boxing range. It wasn't even it was I mean he was just, he just pieced him up immediately. Immediately, he was, uh, and it forced Connor to shoot. And man, this fight is. There's so many different layers to this fight. It's, I, it's insane, right? There's the whole karma thing. There's the whole like, D- Dustin says at the end of the fight, uh, karma's not a bitch. It's a mirror. Yep. And it's one of the like, fucking perfect things you could say it, to encapsulate the whole thing, because Dustin, Connor before the fight. He he's self-conscious about his his lack of grappling skills, right? So he's like, "Oh, Dustin shot faster than the Dagestani. Uh, first one to shoot this fight's a dusty bitch. Guess who shot first? Connor, right? Fantastic. Uh, he's yelling about how oh uh, submissions and decision losses shouldn't count, only knockouts and TKOs. Guess who goes for a submission? Connor, right?" Uh, Claims that D- Dustin's going to leave on a stretcher. Uh, Rich, can you go back one picture, I think? Um, guess who left on a stretcher? <laughs> dude fucking broke his ankle. And it's all karma. It's like, and Dude, karma's not a bitch. It's a mirror. Like, what the fuck, man? The fighting is so much more than just a fucking sport, dude. Like, Especially when I you can't... have a character like McGregor involved. Because it turns into yeah. something so much more than just a fight. Yeah, you know, it's the buildup, the anticipation, but it's also the words that are traded between the fighters. Yeah, you know when you have when you have a crazy McGregor in there, mm-hmm. it, it's a soap opera. It's one hundred percent a soap opera. It's one hundred percent a soap opera. It's just the best thing though is like no matter what, they're still gonna fucking go in there and fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't get that part in a soap opera. You just keep delaying the inevitable and they keep 
building new storylines and all this shit. MMA, we we at least get the fight. Uh, I know a lot Gilbert of people are going to say that. He's like, you know, oh, yeah, we, we right. talk shit, yeah. but at the end, we're going to fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're gonna and, fight. and all that stuff disappears. And, man, I, I just... Dustin said in the in the post fight conference that um, there's a lot that the camera didn't get from before because because Dustin looked like he was going to walk over to him when he was on the ground and like say like some nice things right but he didn't yeah. instead he says such a bitch ass up and I was like oh shit I didn't because yeah. Dustin's been so good at like being like yeah this isn't affecting me I, I'm I'm bigger than this all this shit right I think he truly is he truly meant it, it didn't let him get into his head. Um, but so to see that was like, whoa, I, I, I took me by surprise, but he said in the post-fight press conference that Connor was saying a bunch of shit the moment they stopped the fight and was talking a bunch of shit still on the ground saying he's going to kill him and do a finger gun to his head and like all this shit. And it's like, bro, you remember when he, he was talking all that shit to Khabib and then Khabib was beating the brakes off of him yep. and it was like, it was like a, a different he's telling him, let's talk now. Yeah, and then after the round, the round ends, Khabib gets off of him, and Connor's stumbling to his feet, and he's like, it's just business. It's just business. Like, basically being like, dude, all that shit I said, like, I don't mean any of it. It's just yeah. a the fight. This this was, like, different, man. This was, like, I, I the guy's fucking out of his mind, dude. That was shocking to me. The way that he reacted afterwards, believe it or not, was still surprising to me because of that fact. Because mm-hmm. Connor, up to this point, has been uh, gracious in victory and defeat up to this point, you know, right. He he might still talk shit, you know, like days after, but right after the fight, yeah. More right after the fight, every single time he's taken the loss very well. He's taken the wins very well. He'll go show respect. So for me, when he's sitting there, he's yelling at Herb saying it was a doctor stoppage. It was a doctor stoppage. Doctor stoppage. All crazy. Yeah, Like going nuts while his ear is bleeding. Yeah. Like it's dripping. And then I see Dustin go over there and the security guards like keeping him away. And he's like, no, no, I just want to go say, you know, like I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You and then tell, that's when he backed up. Yeah. And he started yelling like, stuff okay. at McGregor. So I wonder what, what was said. Yeah. He said it was mostly like death threat type shit. <laughs> okay. And well, he's like, I hope when we the behind the scenes, we'll have footage of it. Uh, Rich, can you pull up the picture? That's a little blurry. Um, of Dustin's wife flipping Connor off in the cage. <laughs> dude, right uh, die, dude, that's so dope. That's a classic picture. Yeah, that is a everyone's calling it Thug Jolie now. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. And it, this is when he starts going nuts and starts yelling stuff about her, too. Well, this, I think this was after. Was it? Oh, maybe not, because Joe's no. right there. Interviewing yeah, Joe's him. right there, yeah. and I think uh, there, she was on her way out. Dustin follows her behind. Yeah. And Dustin starts trying to go after McGregor, and then the security guards are holding him back. Yeah. Uh, it's because she was walking out, flipping him off. Yeah, which is fucking classic. Man, and so, like I was saying Do you remember earlier, that scene in Scarface? When he, at the, at the restaurant? Nah. Where he, like, freaks out, and everyone, he's like, has a full meltdown. It's towards the end, obviously. And everyone's like watching him, like, "What the fuck?" No, like that's what this felt like, dude. <laughs> like he was just having a full-on meltdown. Everyone's like, "What the fuck, dude?" Look, I like, mean, like I had said, even even though I know there's bad bad blood, but I, I still don't want to see a fighter lose 
no matter what, no matter how much I like him, how much, how much I dislike yeah. him, I don't want to see him lose by breaking a limb in there, especially something like that, right? And yeah. then be, beyond that, beyond just the fighter, like when I think about the event itself, mm-hmm. like all these questions now, is there going to be a fourth fight? And, you well, know, with the, the friends that we had over last night, I said, I don't want to see a fourth fight. It would have been different. We don't need to see a fourth fight. The first round, they were tagging each other, going back and forth. Maybe it was an obvious win for McGregor the first round, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like that. Instead, it was McGregor getting mauled. Yeah, mauled it was for about three it was, minutes. It was two judges gave Dustin a 10 8 round. Yeah. I mean, it, it so, was it was bad. It was bad, yeah. And and people are like, oh, but we've seen people lose the first round and continue and win. We've never seen Connor deal with that kind of adversity. The the thing here's the thing: there's been momentum changes in Connor fights. Not one time has it been swayed for McGregor. Every time we see momentum change in a Connor fight, it's Nate piecing him up, and then Connor shoots, gets the choke. It's we've always seen the tides turn the opposite way. Never have we seen Connor be able to turn the tides of a fight, and I don't. I don't think he has it in him. What do you he probably think, uh, did earlier? Do you in think his it was career. close with uh, Chad Mendes? That's probably the closest that, the closest. that he's, he's ever been to him turning the tide. But even then, uh, not really. It's not like Chad was fucking him up. You know, uh, mm-hmm. he was winning on points, but it's not like he was getting the shit beat out of him. Um, and. Uh, Man, there's just so much to fucking unpack in this fight. Um, it's the fucking karma in the, is is a mirror thing because you see what RDA said. No, he posts a picture of Connor's foot in the in the the boot in the cage, and was like, "It's only a bruise or something like that." Because when they were supposed to fight, and he broke his foot and had to pull uh... out, Connor was making jokes about how it's don't be a bitch. It's just a broke. It's just a bruise. All this shit. Um, and it's probably doubly great for Dos Anjos because he was the alternate yeah. for this fight, right? He weighed in. He was waiting just in case something happened. He'd, he'd jump in. To see this happen is probably pretty sweet for him. Uh, there's a lot of people coming out of the woodworks celebrating this, and it's kind of surprising. <laughs> a lot of fighters celebrating this. Yeah, and maybe... Maybe everybody's kind of just tired of it. I'm fucking tired of it. I'm exhausted of it, dude. And and it's just like a tired thing because it, it works when you're winning. Right? Yeah. But not when you're losing and you're not. I mean, people. See, I saw a bunch of people say, oh, man, end of an era. This is the end of an era. Bro, this era ended five or six years ago. It hasn't been the Connor era for five years. It's exactly what we talked about last time we were watching the fights. You know, we we're talking yeah. about why it is that we liked Connor McGregor, like Connor McGregor, because mm-hmm. it was the over the top personality, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and he backed it up. And he backed it up. Yeah. Mystic Mac, you know, I'm going to knock mm-hmm. him out in the first round. I'm going to knock him out in the second round. We'd see it happen. He would back it up. Yeah. When you've won one fight against an old Donald Cerrone, Cowboy Cerrone, yeah. no disrespect to Cowboy Cerrone, but when you've won one fight in the last, what, five or Way six past years? His prime. Yeah, dude. At some point, it's just nothing but hype. You have to point out the yeah. fact that it's nothing but hype that's behind the name, mm-hmm. you know. And on the, by the way, whoever makes the build-up videos, the build-up videos yeah. for uh, UFC is fantastic. You You're know, talking about the trilogy one. Yeah, that one, Holy and shit, and the man, stuff that, that ESPN covers, like even with Max Kellerman. No. Uh, 
no so there's something there no the the thing that max kellerman said on there Mm -hmm. is that at a certain point if this continues the legacy is going to be how big of a draw mcgregor was instead Mm -hmm. of the stuff that he actually did in the octagon because he's only won once in the last five six years yeah and i thought that was a really valid point yeah yeah so what do you think happened with the break because he clearly didn't break his foot trying to throw a punch. That's not possible. Oh man, no, uh, that's not what happened. I know I, it was Justin with the leg kicks. It. I I think I think maybe it was. It's so funny, man. The whole Carmen's a mirror thing. When Weidman broke his leg, Connor's like, "Oh, it's probably there's probably a bunch of micro fractures from like not training correctly," and then he broke his leg, right? Like the one that actually broke in the fight was Strada broke the camel's back, right? That's probably the check was he definitely did check the kick, right? I noticed that at the very beginning when he pointed down and I was like, oh, shit. And that's ultimately that's when I was full because I was a little nervous going into this, right? Because you never know. Connor has the power. Um, but when Dustin checked that kick and pointed down and looked and pointed to him real quick, I was like, nope, it's a wrap, dude. Because at that point, you know, Dustin's flowing. You know, he's not going to do it was early in the fight, but it's not you're not going to do that. Dustin doesn't do that when he doesn't have the timing and isn't making the reads. I think at that moment, Dustin's like, I got it now. I got, I got what you're doing. I know what you're doing. This is something I've dealt with before. Let's go to work. And I was fully confident. Might have fractured it there, right? And just fought through it. Um, like multiple fighters have come out saying that they've, they've fra- like Muay Thai fighters, they'll fracture their, their shins or their ankles or something like that in a fight or their foot um and think it was just like oh that's a stinger right there and then fight through it and then after the fight they're like oh fuck my fucking ankle's broken right so there's a chance that happened um then with like i think it's like 11 seconds left in the fight connor throws a teep kick to dustin's body and dustin shells it like this he has this arm you can't even see it god damn this arm tucked like this and then he parries with this but connor's front the front of connor's ankle hits right on the elbow of, mm. of Dustin. Um, and then he plants and then goes to throw the punch and then it rolls. So it's like, I think the first check probably did do some damage internally. And then when he front kicked him at the end of the round, I think that also more. added more. And then when he pushed off of it, that was enough to fucking snap it. Uh, I think Coleslaw, knows, man. Right? Coleslaw coming through saying adrenaline. Dude, that's... When you got that adrenaline running through your body, dude, seriously, yeah. he probably probably seriously hurt it during those leg kicks because there, there yeah. was a ton of kicks that he was throwing. Okay. Yeah, and I don't think Connor's leg kicks they might do damage. I don't think he's there's there's something wrong though because remember when he fought Nate the second time after mm-hmm. the fight he was like he could barely walk they had to like yeah. they had to give him like like a like yeah I think he went to the press conference on crutches yeah and it's not from Nate leg kicking him. <laughs> You know? No, 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 for sure. There's 100 percent from from his own kicks. I don't know what he's doing wrong, but it's something, right? Yeah, and you know, w- one of the things that, like, I went away with too. We have Dana White saying that Dustin Poirier is next against DeBronx yeah. for the title. And then Which he said, like "Easy matchmaking." <laughs> then he said, "But McGregor, as soon as he heals, then that fourth fight, the options there." The options there, but he's. But then he said, "We'll have to see the landscape 
And by that, it means is Dustin still champ? I think because Connor's not going to get a title shot. I think Dana didn't want to say straight up that that's didn't not going to happen. He, yeah, he rode the fence on that one pretty good. Um, and and, I, and Dustin even said, if I'm the if I'm the champ when he comes back, because he's like, I want to fight him again. But he's like, if I'm if I'm the champ when he comes back, hell no, he doesn't deserve a title shot. He's going to have to get at least one. Because if he gets one, a guy like Connor that puts him right in the mix. Yeah. Which I agree with. I agree with. That's probably and and depending on who he comes back and fights, if he beats him, maybe he does deserve a title shot, depending on who it is, you know? And like Dana said, we don't know the landscape when he comes back. If he comes back, I don't think Connor should have ever went to lightweight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, think he I, ever I, did. He didn't I think have that a cardio fighting Eddie Alvarez was a perfect matchup for him. It was perfect. At, at 155. Yeah. But, yeah. man, I take a look right now. Michael Chandler, Benil Dariush, Justin Gaethje. Can can you see Connor beating either of those guys right now? I could see him being Dariush, just because Dariush's striking defense isn't great, and Connor finds his range instantly, right? So, how about Justin I Gaethje? see him start him. No. Michael Chandler. Gaethje, Gaethje mauls him. Chandler probably mauls him, too. You know what I mean? Uh, let me see here. Somebody, 10th Realm comes through. He says, Dustin has good chance against Dubronx considering his chin. You know what? And that's the thing. I honestly think McGregor matches up better against Dubronx well, than he did Dustin. against Dustin Poirier. Yeah, I, I agree too, but he's talking Dustin. Ah, Dustin has a good chance and, yeah. against Dubronx. No, and that's true. Dustin, Dustin has a really good fight. chance. Dustin Dubronx is such a good fight. Absolutely. Just like one of those keep it standing because like – because considering his chin, right? It's not, and it's not even just his chin. I think the Bronx has this weird style where his head doesn't, it moves, but it's not elusive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's yeah. very hittable. Uh, Chandler yeah. rocked him, right? And how uh, big did Dustin look last night, too? He looks well, he massive. Said, <laughs> he even said, uh, shout out to Tony. He even said um, he fought him in January, right? Six months training camp, fought him in January, and then instantly started working for this fight. So the dude's got to be in just like absolutely phenomenal shape, you know. Dude, to think that he would make one forty-five, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, it, it's crazy because when you talk about how big he was, I was like, man, this is probably another reason that that Connor probably should have been fighting at one forty-five this whole time. But then I was like, but Dustin did too, you know. <laughs> So like I, I'm not saying that's an excuse for Connor. Just I think he would have continued to have more success at 145. Uh, I know it was a hard weight cut and shit, but that goes back to I think Connor's disability to um, yeah, <laughs> his his inability, I should say, to deal with adversity. Yeah. Right. Um, the weight cut. I don't think he's mentally – once he got to that fame, right, once he starts as Jose Aldo, that fame was crazy. It was off to the races. And I think uh, – I, I don't think he had the mental toughness to, to make 145 anymore. It was a physical – it was a draining cut, obviously. He looked terrible at weigh-ins, but he still performed every single time. So – Yeah, I'll never forget when uh, he walks out of the bathroom and he looks dead. Yeah. And your favor is walking by. And they get into oh, a little yeah. scuffle, and he, your <laughs> favorite, pins him up against the wall, and he just yeah. walks off with a big old smile on his face. Tenth Realm coming through says, "Fun fact: both lost to Killer Cub at 145. Hey, never forget Cub Swanson." Yeah, uh, 
Tuff Swanson tweeted something. That was one of the fighters that um, did you see the like MMA reactions on Twitter? Mm-mm. Dude, last night, right as soon as the fight was over, I was watching some of the uh, the post fight talk between Rogan, DC, and Anik, and then after that, I went straight into the press conference. Yeah, and then after that, over here, it's already almost one. You know, so oh, I yeah. passed out. Oh, okay, out. so Cub Swanson he tweeted. This game humbles. Hashtag two, UFC 264. I fucking love Cub Swanson, man. Yeah. He's yeah. so sick. Dude, so again, crazy night. Uh, I, oh, I don't can we think talk it's... about the cheating really quick? Oh, yeah, yeah. We have uh, that picture, right? When, yeah, when they announced that Herb Dean was going to uh, be the ref for this fight, I was like, oh, what's the over-under on – do you take the over-under on, on 13 fouls? Because Connor fouled so many times against, I think, 14 times against uh, Khabib. If this fight kept going, we for sure would have seen more f- fouls. Uh, <laughs> Rich, can you pull up the picture of uh, Dustin? Connor's on the ground, Dustin standing over him and looking to his left. There it is. Rich on the fucking money, dude, right away. Yeah, dude, he's so quick. Uh, it's horseshit. And once again, Karma is a mirror because if this didn't happen, they wouldn't have stood up and Connor wouldn't have broken his leg like that. If it was already broken from the early check, chances are it was going to happen sooner or later in the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, if it happened from the body kick that landed on Dustin's elbow, that kick would not have happened if this foul didn't happen, right? If, if you can't tell, Connor's grabbing the inside of Dustin's gloves. And when you watch it, it's not like he was just holding him there. He was holding him there so he could land up kicks. He was kicking Dustin in the face because he was holding him in place. Dustin looks over and complains about it. Herb Dean's standing there doing nothing. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that Herb Dean reps all of Connor fights. Um, I think there's some behind-the-scenes shit right there. But, I mean, 10 seconds later, Connor breaks his leg. It's fucking crazy. Uh, let me see. We have uh, Coleslaw coming through. Said, "Do you remember how this guy used to look at Wayne's at 145? Looked half dead. Dude, absolutely. I'm telling when you, like, I just remember Aldo? his cheekbones. You could yeah. just see everything sucked in. When he fought Aldo, I was like, oh, this is a wrap, dude. The dude, it's too much of a weight cut. He looks too. He looks terrible. Like Aldo's gonna wipe the floor with him. Obviously, he proved me wrong, but he looked terrible at Wayne's at 145. Yep." Tenth yeah. round coming through saying Dustin has a really weird wide body frame, and that's what I'm saying. He just dude, he looks he's big for the weight class. He looks he's a straight up fridge. And again, just think about the fact that he made 145 consistently is yeah. is nuts. Is absolutely yeah. nuts. All right, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like we could continue talking about this fight the entire mm-hmm. time, but there's yeah. more fights to cover. Do you have anything else on this one? Um, do you think he comes back? McGregor, yes. Mm-hmm. You know why? Yeah. His ego. Yeah, it's his ego, and I think that's a big reason why he snapped at the end. Oh, he just can't accept ego. the fact that he's not Conor McGregor of 2016. He can't accept yeah. the fact that he's facing somebody that is more skilled than he Literally is, better that has Dude. passed him by. Yeah, in Dan every Hardy's facet. Like- Dan, Dan Hardy, I usually really like his takes and his breakdowns and stuff. And he he picked Connor 
he was like Connor has improved throughout his career a ton all this shit I think he's the best martial artist uh I disagree dude Dustin is a much better martial artist I think um not because for on, on both sides of the coin right because martial arts you have like it's all about respect dignity discipline all that stuff I think Dustin embodies martial arts embodies that and then as far as the actual fighting goes dude Dustin has improved more than most fighters ever do and we everyone always talks about how McGregor McGregor he's so he's so this he's so this dude Dustin has ran away with it at this point mm-hmm. I think skill wise Connor well, has look a at the people hand. he's been facing the last five years dude and Connor got the fucking red carpet to the belt right he still did it right he performed he knocks out Aldo he knocks out Eddie but champ, champ. he didn't have to go through the fucking trenches like Dustin did and that's when you learn about yourself. That's when you learn that you have the heart. That's when you embrace that, right? That's when you get the confidence of, oh, when it gets tough, I can pull through because I've done it in the past. Connor doesn't have that. He just doesn't. Tenth yeah. round, are you talking about uh, Dustin? Who are you talking about at one, 170? Yeah, he came through and said, I think he'll be fine at 170. I think he's talking about Dustin. Mm-hmm. I think he's talking about Dustin, considering that he has that, that wide frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, let's pull up 170 real quick. I wouldn't so want taking, to see it. I mean, I, I think there's some fights in there where he could do pretty well. Maybe like uh, I would like to see a Vicente Luque versus Dustin, Masvidal versus Dustin, Masvidal. Uh, that would never happen. Would they're buddies. For the longest time. Yeah, they're buddies. I don't. I don't think that that would ever happen. That is true. I they're, don't they're think you would. I think the people who are cutting weight to 170 would would give Dustin real problems. If he fought Nate at 170, I'm all for it because it's just a lightweight fight, right? Oh, that'd be a fun fight that we we wanted to see. It was almost there. It was almost there. And talk about durability. Yeah. Nate. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a fun fight. All right. Well, uh, this last. I cannot wait for Dubronx versus Dustin because that is, in my opinion, the two best lightweights in the world going at it. Was that Versace Dubronx had on? Yeah, bro, dude was dude was looking good. He had the Versace shirt with gold. He, had, of yeah. course, wearing the the Got strap, the belt, the sunglasses, his, bleached the, hair. His hair was bleached gold too. I was like, man, Ooh. this guy, he's... champ right there. Did yeah. you see one more thing? One more thing. Did you see Dustin in the post fight press conference? I forgot the guy's name. The reporter was like, after you've beaten Connor, this milestone, all this stuff, you're finally over this hurdle, this part of your career, and now you got to fight uh, Oliveira, who's basically just like some guy who has the belt. And like, how do you, like, is that hard to like take seriously on stuff? And Dustin's like, what the fuck, dude? Like Dustin's response to that was so sick. Cause he's like, dude, the Bronx is like, he earned that shit more so than anybody in the past. Like, and he gave him so many props. And I was like, this is why Dustin's fucking sick, man. The, yeah. the amount of respect, dude. And it's like, if there's beef with a Dustin fight, probably the other guy, you know, <laughs> it's probably not Dustin. So Shout out to the Bronx. Shout out to Dustin. I cannot wait for that fight. That's such a cool fight. Hey, shout out to uh, Pink Jacket guy too from the uh, the press conference leading up to. Yeah, <laughs> that guy was a savage. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the fight before this, we had Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Thompson. So okay. So first off, with these two fights, I was zero two picking these two fights. Uh, my Conor McGregor pick streak continues. 
where <laughs> I cannot pick a Conor McGregor fight correctly. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I thought Thompson would be able to maintain his distance with his footwork. I thought so too. Thought so too. Wasn't at the apex. Uh, and, and dude, what a great adjustment by Gilbert Burns to end up getting the takedown, switching to the single leg. Yeah. Wonderboy was all over the double legs. He, he wasn't going down from that. But then as soon as he's switching to the single legs, he starts taking them down. And I thought Wonderboy did a good job of, of um, staying calm on the ground, not wasting energy to get up. It's one of those things like you can't, you can't induce a scramble to get up against Burns because he'll find something. He'll find a limb or a neck. He'll, he'll get you. So he, he did a good job off his back, I thought. It's, it was just... It's it's it dude. So this it's crazy because most people when they fight Wonder Boy when they're standing they freeze right. Wonder Boy's able to do all these crazy things because they don't want to get involved. They don't want to get mm-hmm. fucking lit up by his crazy strikes. So they they take it real slow. They they don't make any mistakes. They don't want to over like overcommit on anything. And that's basically how people fight Gilbert Burns on the ground. And it was interesting to see Wonder Boy be stifled like that. In, a, in, in the realm of ground fighting when most people get stifled like that against Wonder Boy when they're on their feet. It was, such, it was a weird, interesting... This is a great matchup. And, and people I was very impressed by Dana. Burns. Yeah, Dana shit on the fight. He was like, yeah, it's just not a good fight. This was an edge-of-my-seat fight. I really enjoyed this fight. Probably not going to rewatch it ever, but but it was while it was live, I was like, this is fucking very interesting because it was... Wonder Gilbert Burns is the wonder boy on the ground, you know, yep. the same fighter, just different disciplines, you know? And I think, uh, who was it? Somebody we interviewed remember said it's a matter of two people trying to impose their will. Yeah. I think that was, um, Bruce Leroy. It was Bruce Leroy, right? When we interviewed yeah. him. Hey, if you guys haven't and, seen it, check out the Bruce Leroy interview. It's fucking fantastic awesome. interview. Fantastic interview. This, guy's so this, cool. is, this is a perfect case of that because mm-hmm. we have people that are like, you know, Steven Thompson, Wonder Boy, you're a kickboxer. Get off the cage. No, he wants to get off the cage. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. He doesn't want to be there. But you yeah. know who wants him there? Gilbert Burns because he doesn't mm-hmm. want to give him that distance. So yeah. this was just a so classic chess get. match. Classic yeah. chess match. And who's going to impose their will more? And mm-hmm. in this case, Gilbert Burns imposed his will. And what's crazy is he imposed it maybe like 60% of the fight was him imposing his will. And then forty percent was Wonderboy. Like, dude, the second round. I don't know how the the scorecards. Um, I think two of them were okay. twenty nine, twenty eight, with the second round going to Wonderboy, right? All three had it twenty nine, twenty eight. Second okay. round going to Wonderboy, which I agree with. I Gilbert agree Burns with one hundred percent. Late takedown in the second, but not much with it, right? At the end of the round, takedown at thirty seconds doesn't do much for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no threat at the end of the takedown, but so I was like, oh shit, man, we got. Round a piece. Let's go. Uh, I almost want this is my bias for Wonder Boy, but I want Wonder Boy fights to always be five rounds because he needs time. You know, he's doing so many reads and stuff. Like he rarely is going to win a first round because he's he's analyzing, he's laying his traps, all the setups and stuff like that. But man, that third, it was like, all right, who's going to impose their will? And man, Wonder Boy had his moments in the third. It's not like he he, he got outclassed in the third. He caught him with that big right hand. When Gilbert Burns was doing like a little bit of a shuffle and head movement on the outside, bop, 
It's like, oh, dude, your cameraman's doing such a good job of following you. I know, man. Just like Wonder Boy, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, he cracked him with that right hand, uh, landed that wheel kick, knocked him down with a wheel kick. Uh, was that in the first or the second or the third? I think it was the third, right? Uh, no, I think it was earlier. Was I want to say it was earlier in the fight, yeah, where he stood up smiling. Yeah, and in the yeah. replay, it was like, oh, that was – he got him. He maybe got up smiling, but that heel went right around behind the ear. Yeah, like, he got him. He got him. He got him. <laughs> hey, and Stephen Thompson, probably one of the prettiest fighters. Like he, he's walking out, and he then great jawline. That's all the thing. Like the only thing that the girls that were at, at the house were saying were like, "He is too pretty to be fighting." Yeah, he's too pretty. And I was just yeah. like, you know what? He is. Let's go, Gilbert Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Do it for yeah, all those no. ugly guys. No, but dude, Steven Thompson, he still has a fan, classic karate stance. The, the, yeah. the footwork, and they're like, what's left? This is it. If he doesn't get this one, there's no more run at the title. I don't think that's I the disagree. case. I disagree. I don't disagree. think that's the case. I, still, yeah. he's, I, I, I think he has one more run at the title. Two more wins, and he's there. But it's yeah. so frustrating considering that he is the only one in the top five that hasn't gone to crack at the belt, right? Yeah. Well, Leon. Leon, yeah, but, but yeah, because I think Wonder Boy stylistically matches up with someone like Masvidal, obviously, and beats him, right? I think they they fought before, right? I think so, yeah. I mean, I I don't think this is the end of the road for Wonder Boy by any means. No, yeah, he beat no. he beat Masvidal, I, and I remember him outclassing him. So, all right, oh, yeah. man. Fun stuff. Anything though. else on that fight? Um, it, it just sucks because now it's like, okay, who does Gilbert fight? Yeah, I think we talked about this too, right? When we were it, making our picks. the log jam. Yeah. yeah. This is the worst case fight? scenario. Who's it's great for Gilbert, and I'm, I'm happy for Gilbert, right, because I like the guy, but... Oh, he seems like a super nice guy. Yeah, but like, what are we going to do? Give him a title shot now? He has to fight Masvidal? What if Masvidal beats him? Does he get another title shot? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, man, but... Uh, Here's what you do. Actually, it makes so much sense. It just came to me. <laughs> Finally, you give Leon title fight. Yeah. And then Colby versus Gilbert. Oh, there you go. Easy work. They're not going to do that because they want the weird, like, race war pay-per-view buys. But Drama. Whatever. The soap opera. The yeah. soap opera. Right? Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. This yeah. I was really excited for this one. And Bro, I, don't know if you remember. I jumped out of my chair. In this I don't fight. know if you remember. I said, this is the fight. This is a fight where Hardy gets KO'd. Yeah. This was um, the narrative of the night, kind of, is uh, like the good guys winning. You know? Rarely do the good guys win, right? Anytime Wait, the man who I really want to see. I know. That's the. Well, but. but what I mean by the good guys winning, I mean when the good guys are fighting bad people. Okay, right? okay. That makes sense. It seems like bad people usually win. I was going to right? say, the nicest guy, Stephen Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Thompson. The nicest yeah. guy. But yeah. Nicest but, uh, <laughs> or if, he, if, if he's talking, he's the nicest mother freaker. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like anytime I'm really invested in like a fight where I want someone to get fucking put out, it's like mm-hmm. they always win. It's like, God damn it, man. Like, Fuck that guy. Why does he have to win against the guy who's like clearly a good dude and like respect all this shit? And then this one, we got Connor getting his ass beat and having a full on meltdown, breaking his leg against the greatest guy in the world, Dustin Poirier. 
And then we get this. Yeah. And it was so close to being awful. I was so scared. Uh, we have a Manesh Pant. I hope I pronounced that correctly, but he puts down Greg Hardy, a laughing, crying emoji. <laughs> I, I think that uh, Dude, Mahesh, the, the reaction you have there is the reaction everybody had last night for the most part. Not me, man. I was, oh, no, oh, no. And then out of my chair, screaming, so happy. So happy. Dude, it, but and then it I just, just kept I going. Knew it. It was just... I knew this was going to be a slugfest. I knew it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Ty Tuivasa is not somebody to mess with. I, I, this is something I tweeted out last night after yeah. that, that KO. You just don't mess with Ty Tui Boss like that. You have Dude, to have some strategy say? going in. He was like, uh, he was like, uh, at see, the end, he's see, like, he yeah, cracked he, him, man. He, Look at that shot. Yeah, he, he was like, yeah, he came in here, wanted to stand and bang with me, picked the right another bloke. bloke. <laughs> yeah, <find> another <laughs> bloke. <laughs> awesome, man. Fantastic. Oh, man. Fantastic. Ty Tui Boss, uh, he got cracked. Uh, his feet were gone. He wobbled, and then, and then one yep. second later, <laughs> one second later, he literally got wobbled. Hardy comes in for the kill. Left hook down. Well, think about the guys that Hardy has done this to in the contender yeah. series in his first fights, mm-hmm. where they were spoon feeding him. Because when Hardy was cracking like fools like that, no, no. Yeah. Usually, when somebody's feet was going out from underneath him, Hardy it's was over. able to finish rather easily. So yeah. he gets overzealous. He sees he wobbles him. He starts coming in, and Tui Boss is like, "Here's this left hook straight to your left eyeball," yeah. and. I think dude probably broke his orbital. Oh, do you I see how swollen he got? Just like that. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look at this. <laughs> oh, shit. Beautiful. You love oh, to man. see it, dude. And then the post fight. Taito Ivasa, man. He does he's he's a jump gen. the cage. Does the, does the shoey on the cage. Beer all over the mat. Look at that. You know? <laughs> and then beer was everywhere. It was all in the, in the cage. All over the place. Imagine you're the next fighter. And yeah. you get clenched up against the cage on the beer, and you're just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> my head. Greg Hardy thought he was Mike Tyson in there. You know yeah. what he did? For that split second where he landed that right, he's like, dude, yeah. The, I feel I'm like Mike Prince Tyson. Of War. Prince of War. Who, yeah, he named himself, by the way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, no, sorry. Tai Tui Vasa finished him off. Tai Tui Vasa does the dance, the fantastic interview, and then he does the, he does the shoey right, right? And then... I was like telling my dad, right? Because I was watching the fights with uh, my dad and uh, Kevin. Yeah. And I was like, dude, as, that's not it. Like, he's going to do shoeys all the way down the way to the locker room. He's going to keep doing them. And I was like, why isn't the camera on him? Get the camera on and him. Sure enough. He does maybe the biggest shoey outside of the boot, the, the cowboy boot that I've seen. And the dude's pouring the fucking hot, Dustin's hey, hot sauce in you the You know boot. what? Fuck that guy, too. <laughs> yeah. Completely. The guy that poured the hot sauce in the boot. You know what? Fuck you, dude. Dude, but then all the beers like he's just it's just covering him, and he's just like ah, he's like, <laughs> so funny. And then he's walking, does another shoey. The dude, I, th- I think Josh Coleslaw, shout out Coleslaw, texts me. He's like, dude, when have you seen someone fucking drink a six pack that quick? Like from the fight ending to the by the time he got to the locker room. Fucking took down a whole six pack, basically. <laughs> the best is when the cameras they stop following him because they're like, turn. okay, he can only do so many shoeies. They, yeah, no, but they're looking at him as he's walking into the tunnel, and the people that are in the higher seats are pouring them down at him still, and he's just and he's just fucking drinking them. He's just drinking them from the dude. top, dude. The guy we've talked about it, how he's probably the most fun 
guy on the roster to hang out with and party with. This He'd be my pick. Fucking Hands hilarious. Down. But you know what? Yeah. I could tell you right now, if I were dude, to party with him, I can't hang. Though? I wouldn't be able to dude, hang. Me? I haven't been drunk since high school, dude. I, you think <laughs> I can hang? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. But you know what? I'll tell you this. I'll have yeah. a fucking absolute blast. Yeah. I forgot to mention in the line of hilarious things of this was him walking out to the Spice Girls and singing oh, along. man. And they're just cutting to all the chicks in the stands singing and dancing along. And then it cuts back to him and he's singing and dancing. And Greg Hardy's out there. I'm the Prince of the War. And then just fucking gets mollywalked by the dude who just came out to the Spice <laughs> Girls. <laughs> oh, man. Dude. It, it was one and of the best was... moments of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the giant smile on his face? He's singing along to it. He's dealt you know, with adversity in his career, man. He has. You know, and he, he almost has. got starched. He really did. And, but I'm glad that the UFC gave him somebody like a Hardy because he needs yeah. a few fights like this. Taito Ibas mm-hmm. is not the most technical and, fighter on the roster. He's not real, the most technical heavyweight. Yeah, and let's be real. Greg Hardy kind of needed this too. We needed to see where he was at. You yeah. know? I mean, now, he got Volkov. He got Volkov, right? He got uh, Tybura. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, but I mean, even then, we kind of knew where he was at that point. This was kind of a new test, right? Yeah. And, and pro- probably a bigger kind of uh, benchmark for, for Toivasa, right? Because just because the ups and downs he's had in his career. But um, yeah. And he got 75K. 75K, and he got 75K, baby. Yeah. Baby. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Dana for laughing at someone asking if maybe in the future we continue doing that's 75K. what I was going to say earlier he like literally we were, just laughs and says probably probably not probably not that, that's what I was going to tell you when we are backstage we are talking about that we are like you know we'll just uh, hold off until we talk about it because you know if he doesn't want to do the 75k as a president like I okay that's your decision yeah. but don't say you know how that'll kill our budget yeah dude, dude. You ruin our budget Dude, fuck you! What is it like? Ten percent of profits go to fighters? Are you kidding me? Yeah, and especially it's now in our lot. budget. <laughs> Get out of guys, here, man! You got guys making fifteen to show, fifteen k to show, and get the brakes beaten off of them, and you have to give them a gimme fight of the night so that they can actually fucking survive for the next year because they just quit their job and you're paying them fifteen grand. Come on, <sighs> that's rough, man. Read the fucking I- room, dude. When it's all true. the reporters are asking you about fighter pay and you're constantly batting them off, and this is how you fucking answer that question, that shit pissed me off, dude. You know, and w- when you take a look at Jake Paul, uh, say what you want to say about that guy, but he's making yeah. noise right now when it comes to fighter pay, and that yeah. I respect because this yeah, has been an issue for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I can't remember the name of the fighter who had opened up a, a GoFundMe so she can yeah. just focus on her he's- training camp. And Jake, yeah. Jake, Jake posted about it and, and donated it to it. Posted about it, donated to it, then Triller donated to it. She oh, made over it? like thirty thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She made over Damn. thirty thousand, uh, yeah. more than enough for her to be able to focus on the camp. But dude, what do you mean, dude? All she has to do is win a fight, and she'll make break. thirty thousand. Yeah, oh, you're right. Oh, but then wait, take off taxes, and take then pay your pay. trainers, yeah. and then you know your nutritionist, and your, dude. I mean, how much are they left with after? They win their fight and they win show money and win money. Yeah, I would like to see. Ask Mike Perry how uh, taxes screw them over. Yeah, and 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 someone in the press conference asked Dana about like Connor's got the hot sauce, all the shit, right? 
or Dustin's got the hot sauce. Do you go on these business ventures? Like, how do you choose when you can promote those and when not to promote those and like advice and shit like that? Dan was just like, dude, the biggest thing is just like making sure these people are paying their taxes. Yeah. It's like, damn, bro. You know, there's some shit behind the scenes, some messy situations. <laughs> For sure. Dude, I yeah. wonder if the USC's ever been like, dude, here, I'll cut you a check because you're an idiot, but don't do it again. Yeah. yeah maybe. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's happened at least once. For sure. Okay. Anything yeah. else on uh, Tai Tuivasa? God, our, our guy right yeah. there. Just so happy for him. Our fucking guy right there. All right. <laughs> Next, Irene Aldana versus Yana Kunitskaya. Yeah, we picked wrong in this one. Yeah, 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 we did. You yeah. know what? Not a good night. Not a Not good night a great picks. Night. No. I think I was, for the main card, I was, what, three and two? Not great. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I was two and three. Yeah. Thanks a lot, McGregor. <laughs> no, so, man, Yana Kuniskaya, I, I'll still say it again, man. Uh, she had been impressing me leading up to this fight because every fight yeah, that I kept on seeing her. leading, leading kept, up to this fight. Yeah. She kept on improving up until this fight. Yeah. yeah. You know, and There was some regression. There was one. some regression. You know, and uh, Adana, her jab – very strong and we know that she's a very strong boxer that's that's her, yeah. her best skill set mm-hmm. but kunitskaya for her not to be able to close the distance and there's some times where she's coming in and getting hit with the jab and she's doing one of these where she's like trying to grab yeah. her with her face down not in i was like oh man she's in trouble dude, dude. and like she's in trouble foot, when she would reset her footwork was awful something she was looked going like on she was, i don't know she looked like she was in like a foot of water it was like splashing and like it was like it was something was weird man let me ask you so based off her last fights and what you saw mm -hmm. last night would you say that something was off or do you think it was just aldana that that's that's much better i think aldana's that much better and i think probably kunitskaya was fighting maybe above her ability in recent Uh, fights uh dude she got the brake speed off her while she was uh turtled up there she takes yeah it was similar to it, it reminded me of the Tapuria Brian Hall fight. But uh like yeah. that position at least. Uh but shout out Aldana, you know, missing weight, winning, and then uh <laughs> then Dana wanted to pay her a bonus. And then he's didn't like, oh um, didn't know she didn't missed weight. Know a fighter on the main card of a pay-per-view didn't miss didn't make weight. Yeah, that was that was a rough moment. Drop in like, the oh, I should, he's like, I should pay more attention. Yeah, it's like, yeah, dude. You should also pay <laughs> your fighters more. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, I, I don't have much to say about this fight. No. I mean, that's pretty much it. Oh, other than uh, can we stop calling uh, lead hooks, check hooks every single time? Mm. Uh, last time I checked, you can't throw a check hook when you're moving forward. Uh, but DC seems to think that every hook off the lead hand is a check hook. Uh, <laughs> hey, but. DC. Also, somebody get him a bigger shirt. Get get a bigger shirt and maybe start commentating professional wrestling. You know, he would be money on that, though. He would be great at it uh, because it's basically what he's doing now. But, uh, man, you don't don't think that's a little rough? He has his moments. Yeah. A year ago. You you feel like he's getting too comfortable? Way too comfortable. Way too comfortable. Way mm-hmm. too comfortable. I still love DC though. I love him. him. I just him don't and think his buttons are about to pop. Yeah, I used to think he was a great commentator, and then like, yeah, too comfortable. Too comfortable. All right, 
Sean O'Malley versus Chris Motino. Okay. Goddamn. So, dude, Motino is as tough as they come, but they, they kept on talking all night, right, about how good of a chin he has. And yeah. they're just like, oh my God, his chin. I can't believe he's taking all these shots. And they were praising his chin. And you know what? He has a good chin. He's got a great chin. Maybe but, one of the best I've ever seen. But at the same time, I was uncomfortable watching this fight. I was very uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable uh, watching this fight. I see a lot of people. Sean O'Malley's one of those guys that people love to hate him, right? A lot of people are making fun of him for not being able to, to knock out a can, right? Um, dude was fighting basically like the Terminator. <laughs> we know Sean O'Malley hits hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got serious one-punch knockout power. He almost had him out in the first round. Almost had him out in the first round. And, dude, you could see when he would plant his feet and grimace as he's throwing a strike and land flush. And the dude just kept coming forward. It was insane. And, and man, <clears throat> O'Malley had pretty much a flawless performance. Uh, his striking, his angles, the difference in the defensive ability of these two guys. Dude, O'Malley's, anytime he's backed up against the cage, which, which was a number of times, he fakes right, fakes left ducks under and then he's out on the left and you're like god damn man he's slick he's fucking slick dude hey in all fairness motino when he was walking straight with no head movement was blocking all the shots with his forehead true true except that one uh <laughs> no but seriously though i was like give me some head movement my man give yeah. me some feints you know what i mean maybe uh threatened by changing levels and then mm-hmm. coming back up top with something just give me something else other than the high guard and walking straight dude, forward where everything was just going flush straight down the middle. Dude had to be severely concussed two minutes oh, into the fight. Severely. I, I don't I don't I don't hold anything against him. You know? I I just I can't imagine what what what's going through your mind in that moment, and I don't think much is, you know. I think that's full on autopilot, dude. That's 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 autopilot on a guy who this is the biggest opportunity in, in his entire life. Just quit his 40 hours a week uh, job at a paint mixing company. That's that's a rough job, dude. That's not a good – that's not great for your brain cells. And, uh, man, for, for your first fight – This is a life opportunity for him. For your first fight, you mm-hmm. go to a press conference – not a press conference, I'm sorry, a weigh-in. Yeah. Where you have thousands upon thousands of screaming fans – Connor card against Sean O'Malley, who has a big yeah. following as well. You hear the crowd cheering yeah. him on when he stands up there and starts going nuts. And then when you're walking out to a sold out T-Mobile arena, over 20,000 people just screaming and yelling. Yeah. Think about just the craziness he must have felt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this guy's blue collar as it gets. Gotta love it. Coleslaw. <laughs> For real. Oh, he's, coleslaw, man. Yeah. I mean, Dude, he uh, I, I when Max Holloway fought Calvin Cater, that's exactly and what I'm about to. Dana tells him, "Dude, you're the toughest motherfucker on the roster," or something like that. And Calvin Cater says, "Thanks, but that's not what I want to be remembered as." Dude, it it's uh, this was tough, man. This was super tough. Uh, I know. I mean, I don't know where George is at. George said he's gonna be. Asked if we were going to be live. He's not even in the comments. But 
<laughs> we were talking about the fight, right? And um, I was like, dude, for sure throw the towel in. Oh, fuck. I don't know, man. Because like I said, the biggest opportunity in this man's life uh, maybe gets cut after this fight. You know, Who knows, right? You take this fight. It might be a one-off. This is my fucking chance. All I have to do is land one punch, right? He's Sean O'Malley's only human. Uh, anybody can, everybody can be knocked out. Um, and the guy has knockouts on his record. Like, I can shock the world, right? Uh, and change my entire life. Do we take that opportunity from him when he's in the fight the whole time? Kind of, right? He's getting fucked up, but he's he's there. He's still pushing forward. He's still making Sean back up. He can land that one shot. Uh, so do you throw the towel in and potentially take away a life-changing opportunity when it's it's a little different with the Calvin Cater thing, right? Because he's fighting the number one contender in Max Holloway, the former champ. That he's been he cemented there. himself a spot in the roster. Exactly. He knows if I lose this fight, nothing's. I'm still knocking people out. I'm still a very exciting fighter. I'm safe. This guy is different. It's not. He doesn't have that that safeguard, that safety net. So I understand oh, maybe man. not throwing the towel in, but. Uh, I mean, so cool of Dana to to uh, to give them fight of the night so that he can, I don't know, maybe just pay him on its own, uh, give Sean a performance of the night bonus and pay him on the side so that Nico Price and Michelle Pajeda can get fight of the night because they deserve 75K each, in my opinion. Um, but a, a cool gesture. And I hope this guy now, uh, now that he's on the roster, he has access to the PI, you know, uh, and, and the reaction that he got from from the other fighters this dude earns so much respect, so much respect that I hope good things are coming to this guy. I hope I hope he's able to maybe find a bigger camp and get some real, because we've talked about a number a, a hundred times. All these fighters are so impressed with their flashy knockouts, the first round knockouts, all this stuff. But who are they when they get tested? Right? We've seen now Connor when he gets tested, isn't the same guy. He mm-hmm. can't push through that. We know that this guy can push through that. This the, the, this guy got a check mark, you know what I mean? Like he knows that you're not fucking putting me out. So if he can tune up some things and and just get some more skills added to his arsenal and and put things together, because we know you're not going to put him away. <laughs> you know, you know when he gets tough, he's going to be there at the end of the fight. Hey, so, imagine Sean O'Malley too, just like, dude, what do I have to do? I he can't hit him imagine. with some big shots, man, dude. Max Holloway has the most strikes landed in a fight against Calvin Cater. He has the second most landed in a fight against Brian Ortega. Then it's Nate Diaz against um, Cowboy. And now it's Sean O'Malley is, is four, right? He's technically the third guy because Max Holloway is one and two. But 230 strikes, that's fucking insane. It's insane. Uh, I don't think people really realize how insane that is. I mean, and and at the accuracy that he was landing, over eighty percent accuracy on two hundred thirty strikes, that's unheard of. Yeah, that's and, unheard of. Okay, let me ask you this: How do you feel about the stoppage? Um, I disagree. I think it's it's a it's a foot in the door and a foot outside. If you're gonna stop it there, you stop it way earlier. Um, at that point, you've already let it go. 30 seconds, You the moment to stop it standing at that point is, is past. Let the guy get his 30 seconds. I mean, he already went down as, dude, he's like a hero. You know what I mean? Like, people people wish that they're that tough, you know? People think they're that tough. Most people aren't that tough. 
You know what yep. I mean? I fucking passed out and hit my head on the oven on, on the tile floor yesterday morning, <laughs> fucking doing the dishes. You know what I mean? I'm not that tough. <laughs> Sean O'Malley puts me out with one strike. That dude's tough as fucking nails. Yeah. You know, you know what? Every I was person wishes they had a little bit of that in him. You know, what I mean? was upset with the stoppage at first. Okay, because yeah. I, I thought it's, it's I, not I thought the worst stoppage. He's it's trading because like, he was trading. True, they were engaged. They were trading, and I said he. It's not that he's not intelligent, intelligently defending himself because he's fighting back. He's striking back. Yeah, mm-hmm. but at the exact but, same time, I started thinking. You know, it, is your job as a referee seconds left? I should have stopped it earlier, or realizing like, oh shit, this guy's getting the brakes beat off of him. Like I, I just yeah. can't see him absorb any more shots. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just playing double advocate in my head too. Uh, yeah, because... it's tough. It, it's tough, right? Because he... where I'm coming from, it's a, it's almost like a pride thing, right? But like in those last thirty seconds, is he going to do something to win the fight? Probably not. So does he need to take more shots when O'Malley was? clearly clearly putting it on him viciously when they when they did get the stoppage um and does he need to take more shots no he doesn't uh it's it's tough man because like my heart is like you let him finish those 30 seconds and uh and and have have that and feather even Chris in his cap. Was saying, "Let me finish those thirty seconds." Yeah, because it's and not like have he that feather in his cap, right? Yeah, it's not like he wasn't conscious or incoherent. Like as soon as he stopped and pulled him off the side right away, he was like, yeah. "What are you doing?" Did you see DC's Instagram story? No, because he, he went to the hospital. Right, Mutino went straight to the hospital. As he, he got should. cleared. Yeah, he got cleared. He got cleared. He got cleared. There's a video of him sitting. I don't know if he went back. Right, because they were early, so he probably wanted to go back to the fucking venue and watch the fucking Connor Dustin fight because he's probably a fan. And he's sitting at a table eating a fucking ice cream sandwich, which probably is the best thing in the world after a fight like that. Nice a fucking sandwich. ice cream sandwich. Like, dude, <laughs> it's got to be the most comforting thing in the entire world. And his uh, face is so swollen, and he's sitting swollen. there eating an ice cream sandwich. And DC walks over, and he's recording him. And... And he's like, bro, like telling him, it's like, dude, you're the most savage motherfucker I've ever seen. Like the toughest shit, like, like fucking hold your head high, all this shit. And he's just sitting there looking up to DC, dude, two weeks ago, dude took this fight on 12 days notice two weeks ago. He probably would never even dream of being in that situation. Two weeks ago, he was mixing paint. Like you said. Yeah. I mean. Fucking what a sport, man. And he gets an extra 75K. I don't know what he was paid. Maybe, I hope, I hope it wasn't just the fucking minimum 15K to show, 15K to win. I hope Had they paid him extra just Had to, to step up. Maybe, but I don't know, man. He stepped up and saved. You, they did not want to cancel an O'Malley fight on this yeah. card. Hell no, did they want to cancel another Sean O'Malley fight. Um, so he, him uh, stepping up and saving it, because even Sean said nobody on the roster took this fight. Nobody yeah. on the roster wanted this fight. This fool stepped in. Um, and I hope he got more than 15K up front. But the dude just got more money than he's probably ever seen in, in his entire life. You know? Yeah. So after, let's say he gets paid 15, you know, then he's 90, 90K again, though. Taxes, 
coaches, nutritionists, whatever. That's life changing. That's life changing money. That's that's hey, I can find a job in Vegas, move to Vegas, and start training at the PI, and getting world class coaches, world class strength and conditioning training, all this stuff. Uh, I mean, I hope this is life changing for him because he's like fuck, man. It's inspiring to watch someone do that, you know, because everybody thought he was getting knocked out easy. Yeah. JPZ coming through. Hope O'Malley Jack lands a ranked opponent. Man, you know what? He he had some good he call outs too at the end. Dude, he's great. I know people he had some hate good him. Call-outs. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Romero, my mom, Victoria, says hello. Shout out, Victoria. Hello, Victoria. Shout out, Victoria. Tell, tell her to, to subscribe. <laughs> oh that's hilarious but no yeah but, um he he has to have a ranked opponent at this point he has no, to. i mean that's one of the knocks on yeah. o'malley so far everybody's saying like who, who have they been feeding him the one the toughest fighter that he's faced so far probably cheeto vera yeah definitely and he but, i mean cheeto vera eddie wineland thomas almeida right in hindsight wineland's past his prime way past his prime but they're good tests you know what i mean uh, Chido Vera is by far his toughest opponent, but dude, everyone was saying like when Ricky Simone was was calling him out, he was like, "Oh, this like I'm not gonna." Uh, uh, everyone's like, "Sean's not gonna take that fight. That's a terrible matchup. He's not gonna take that fight." People forgot that that fight was gonna happen before he was matched up against Luis Smoka. Sean O'Malley was calling for that fight, and everyone's like, "Damn, that's a fucking bold call out because that's a tough fight, and he's not gonna get name recognition off that win." So and then everybody forgot that Sean was trying to take that fight when 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 Smoka had to pull out, and I would have loved to see him fight Smoka. I love I love yeah. Smoka. a fun fight, but yeah, I agree. O'Malley versus Rob Font would be good. Uh, it'd be very it'd be a massive jump up in competition. Massive. JPZ called out the Rob Font call out. O'Malley but, versus Rob Font. Yeah. Yeah. That, but that'd be a I, fantastic I fight. Yeah, I agree with with uh, O'Malley though in calling out Rob Font because he was like the rankings don't fucking matter. Cheeto Vera beat me, an mm-hmm. unranked fighter, and then fought Jose Aldo. So if you can skip the line like that, why can't O'Malley skip the line? That's true. Yeah, you know that's very true. Did you see Did you see the the video of him receiving the news about Simone not being able to make one thirty five? No, he was on. He was doing his podcast with Tim Welch. And he uh-huh. has a phone call, maybe from his agent or something. And because once Smoko pulled out, all these people start calling for the fight. And then once it becomes a real situation, all of a sudden nobody's taking the fight. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, O'Malley's not going to take the Simone fight. That's not going to happen. And then it turns out Simone is the one who was like, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. Publicly saying I can do it. But then behind closed doors saying, but let's make it 145. I can't make 135. That's mm-hmm. basically saying, I don't want this fight. But I want the optics like I'm calling this dude out, but I'm not going to actually step in there. And yeah. his agent or somebody calls O'Malley and he, he that's on speakerphone. He puts his phone up to the mic. Tim Welch is like, uh, yeah, we'll just edit this out if, if anything gets said that like shouldn't be out there. But they didn't, right? And <laughs> dude, he's like, hey, so uh, so he like he's like Simone uh, can't like can't make the fight. And O'Malley's like, what? He's like, yeah, he said he can't make 135. And O'Malley's just like. Well, then why, why did he, why did he say that you can make the fight? Like, so sad about it, dude. It's so funny. Uh, by the way, so right now, let me put that out there. And <laughs> the, the entire time I was trying to find uh, the pay, 
Uh, Chris Moutinho, 18,000 base salary. Well, you know, I'm glad he got the extra 75K. So am I. So uh, sponsorship, 4,000, 75,000 performance, uh, the night bonus, 18,000 base salary. So he's walking away with $97,000. Again, that's pre-taxes, though. Uh, pre-taxes. So. I don't know how much he is going to pay his camp. I would imagine it's not the most expensive camp. Uh, Maybe not. I know. I think they said he was training for a fight. So before that, uh, shout out to the guy who Mutino pulled out to go join the UFC. It caused uh, a domino effect. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, man, I, I hope, uh, in my opinion, uh, O'Malley doesn't lose any stock in this fight. Obviously, I'm an o- O'Malley fan. I have been for a long time. But I don't think he loses any stock in this. I think Motino is just fucking tough as nails. There's just some people you can't finish, you know? Yeah. Carlos Condit, can't finish him. Never been KO'd, never been TKO'd. It's impossible, you know? Uh, there's just some people like that. Nate Diaz. He technically has a TKO. Yeah. Hard, hard for Nate Diaz. Hard to put him out. Hard, yeah. Only once, right? Yep. All right. Um, Move yeah. On? I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we go into the prelims. No, we're at, we're at an hour ten. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Uh, just uh, special Maybe shout out to a, a run quick, a quick one to yeah, sure. Uh, Michelle Pajeda, Nico Price, uh, Michelle banger. Pajeda gassing in the third, but it was a banger for sure. Uh, definitely a draw, right? Definitely. I, you know, I wouldn't be mad at that. Wouldn't be mad. I at thought. That. I thought two ten nine rounds. Uh, maybe a point deduction on Pajeda for stomping on his face on the ground, uh, because that's illegal. Um, and Rich, then, if you want to just go through those pictures real quick, uh, Rich. Yeah, we <laughs> fucking rep. But uh, yeah, I think uh, two ten nines, right? Ten nine first for Pajeda. Uh, ten nine second for Pajeda. Uh, <laughs> everyone's like, wait, what? What was that? Uh, right now we're in the next fight. But <laughs> maybe too Rich, fast, just, Rich. Rich just saying, hey, let me just blow through all these pictures. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I had the third round a ten eight for Nico Price. I thought that should have been a draw. Okay, okay. Uh, the one uh, before also that, a fight of the night for sure. We had a tenth realm call out to Poria impressed me the most. He called out Cater on Twitter as well. Uh, yeah, Poria looked fantastic. Yeah, it looked really good. Just the the perfect. Game plan and execution against someone like Ryan Hall, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You hate to see uh, Ryan Hall go out like that, but... Uh, oh, do you see when he asks? He looks over to the ref too and he goes, was I out? That was me the morning of the, the that morning, <laughs> yesterday morning. <laughs> oh, no. Just on my kitchen floor. Was I out? You're like, what happened? <laughs> oh, man, rough. Yeah. Rough. Not fun. All right. Uh, Grikas Duplessis versus Trevin Giles. Yeah. Very excited to see this man fight. Duplessis, man to, yeah. to to look out for. I love his uh, his stance, man. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, very weird style. And he got cracked. Woo! That was literally it. He just fucking cracked and then knocked him out. Shout out Kevin yep. Skogan. <laughs> Too soon, Will. Too soon. So. <laughs> uh, anything else on Duplessis? Uh, no, two and zero in the UFC. Two, two. Uh, for, or that was the second round, right? Uh, but yep. two, knock, two knockouts. Uh, He's looking fantastic. Very exciting prospect. Looking very fantastic. Prospect. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Maya versus Jessica I. Um, fun to watch. But this fight surprised me. And you know what? And this I is probably Jessica. the best I've seen Jessica I look in a long time. Yeah. Um, the pressure, the, the control of the octagon. That third round was a fucking banger, dude. 
Dude, the, the third eye thing. that she yeah. got on her forehead. Dude, oh like, my uh, god. Uh, chin chin. Oh, look Drag at that. Ball. Look at that. We had oh. to go full screen for that one. I appreciate that, Rich. Oh, ho, ho. yeah, but yeah, definitely. Um, kind of crazy that she's uh, Jessica I, and then gets the third eye. When when that hey. happened, Kevin was like, because her nickname is Jessica Evil Eye, right? Uh-huh. And Kevin's like, that's the Evil Eye. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. uh, but was it just me or like after they wiped her off at the end of the fight was that her skull i don't know enough about the anatomy but that's what i thought i thought that too because that probably I, right I, I mean you know what what else is there <laughs> i took anatomy in high school yes that was it yeah <laughs> that was it yeah. <laughs> all right skull. and then uh anything else you want to cover um, if, since we're just blowing through, we're not spending a, like a ton of time on him. Um, Zumag- uh, Zumagulov, fantastic performance. Oh, dude, that standing uh, guillotine, nasty dude. I it nasty. hurt my neck. Him? It hurt yeah. my neck. It was bad. Yeah. Nasty. Uh, and then uh, Akhmedov, dude, I would have loved to see Akhmedov go to the body a lot more. Yeah, Tavares looked great though, man. Tavares looked so good. All right. One last thing coming through here from JPZ says, guys, pay attention to Arnold Allen, number six right now at Featherweight. Used to train with my best friend in Essex. This guy has been around for a few years, but he's yeah. due a big fight soon. We've been, we've been soon. high on Arnold Allen. For sure. Yeah. For sure. That's a great shout out. No, excellent call there, JPZ. All right. Who, who, is, his, uh, who is his fucking last fight? Sadiq oh, Yusuf. Remember. Yeah. And it oh, was fucking. That's what it was. Because fuck Sadiq Yusuf. And uh, that was one of those fights where I was just like, thank God this fool took him out. I was, I was rooting for it. I was heavily invested in that one because fuck Sadiq Yusuf. And, uh, but he's dangerous, right? Yusuf is dangerous. But Arnold yeah. Allen just fucking ran through him. Masterpiece. Yeah. He's, it was he's a masterpiece. Definitely someone to look out for. All right. In, in well, a, In a stacked division. No, uh, no Will's wisdom this time. We figured it was going to be a little bit of a longer <laughs> uh, podcast. Yeah. Just we had a lot to say. You know, and, and I'm sorry if it wasn't like the best breakdown of the McGregor Poirier fight. I'm sorry if it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, like us breaking a anything technical like technical yeah. down. But it's just, it was such an emotional fight for there's, a lot of people. Too much, too much to unpack in that fight. Way. We could have done an entire episode. Yeah. Of yeah. just that fight if we wanted to. Yeah, and and just the real quick uh, uh, moment of silence for the card. Yep. <laughs> we lost the O'Malley Smoker fight, right? Um, we lost a fight early in the in the. There was supposed to be the opener, and uh, that got canceled because of COVID, like the day of. Yeah. And then Sean I'm really Brady sad about this Kevin one too. Lee. Sean I'm Brady really versus Kevin this. Lee. Uh, they rebooked it, I think, or they're trying to rebook it. Okay. Um, I don't know if they did yet, because uh, that's such a great fight. I don't think yeah, they did because usually it'll say on the August, side, right? August twenty eighth, it's okay. uh, booked. Um, great fight. Oh, that's the card that's headlined by Edson Barbosa and uh, Giga Chikadze. Oh, wow. my God. Shaping up to be a good card. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything else? No. Thanks for – this was sick, uh, having so much back and forth in the comments. Uh, uh, Coleslaw, really of course, that. man. Super loyal is coming through. Uh, Tenth Realm. Greatly appreciate yeah. it. Uh, you know, we have uh, Mahesh Panther made me laugh with, yeah. the, <laughs> with the Greg Hardy comments. Yeah. Uh, Kristen, JPZ. Skogan, of course, Tony. Uh, really appreciate yeah. everybody. So, 
Uh, yeah, that's and it this week. Don't forget to subscribe. You know, for sure goes a long it's way. It's super fun, and every Sunday at nine a.m. Now we're we're doing this. So nine a.m. Pacific, eleven a.m. Yeah, Central, nine a.m. Pacific, twelve Eastern. Yeah. Or like yeah. shout out tenth realm. Tapudia is is uh, he really impressed me, man. He figured out a, a puzzle that nobody has yet. Tenth um, realm just gave him a shout out for a future contender. The, the guy is very impressive. Tapuria might be the future contender for sure. I mean, seriously, how exciting is the UFC right now with all these know, young fighters? Uh, yeah. Kevin Skogan said, Romero, slip in my DMs. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you're asking me to slip in your DMs or if uh, you're saying I did slip in your DMs and you're accusing me very much like <laughs> McGregor did of Miss uh, Jolie Poirier. So uh, we'll leave it at that, though. Thank you, everybody, for listening another week. Story of the fight.